Hello, beautiful people. Added Jaren. Thanks for coming back and taking your time to listen to this podcast. This is Celestially Yours. Today we are going to be talking about the revelation and translation of the Book of Mormon and Emma's role with that and how it strengthened their relationship. Remember to listen for the... For fun facts, thoughts, and feelings. Enjoy! Oliver Cowdery, David Whitmer, Martin Harris, Christian Whitmer, Jacob Whitmer, Peter Whitmer Jr., John Whitmer, Hiram Page, Joseph Smith Sr., Hiram Smith, Samuel H. Smith. Those are the names of the three and eight witnesses of the Book of Mormon. Where's Emma in that? According to religion professors Amy Easton Flake and Rachel Cope, Emma Smith was arguably more intimately involved in the coming forth of the Book of Mormon than any person besides Joseph. From helping Joseph retrieve the plates to being a scribe and hefting the plates while covered with cloth, I think it's easy to say Emma is one of the most intimate witnesses of the Book of Mormon. When retrieving the plates, Joseph was instructed by the angel of Moroni not to grab them until he brought the right person. Through personal revelation, Joseph eventually found out the right person was Emma. Although Emma did not see the plates directly, she did watch her husband walk up the hill Cumorah empty-handed and walk back down with a tangible object covered in cloth. Emma not only saw the plates, but she physically interacted with them. She would move them whenever cleaning to dust and sweep, and even said, I once felt of the plates. As they thus lay on the table, tracing their outline and shape, they seemed to be pliable like thick paper, and would rustle with the metallic sound when the edges were moved by the thumb, as one does sometimes thumb the edges of a book. Okay, I'm officially jealous of Emma. Like, wow. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Do you know, she said she never felt the need to take the cover off the golden plates because she knew with a surety that they were real. Isn't that crazy and cool? After retrieving the gold plates in September of 1827, the real work began when Joseph started translating the Book of Mormon the following spring with Emma as one of his leading scribes. A typical day in the life as a scribe for Joseph would include countless hours of sitting at a table close by him as he dictated what to write from the words transcribed on his seer stone. In her own words, Emma explained that when acting as a scribe, Joseph would dictate to me hour after hour, and when returning after meals or after interruptions, he would at once begin where he had left off, without either seeing the manuscript or having any portion of it read to him. This was a usual thing for him to do. I like to think that the gold plate served as a great source of hope for Emma. It was something tangible, something that she couldn't fully see, but she knew was there. And I think when she struggled with her faith and when she struggled with revelations Joseph received, I think it's possible she looked back on these plates and went, I may not understand, I may not see fully, but I know that it's there and I know that there is a God and I know that there is a Savior and I know that Joseph is a prophet and I know I trust him and I know it'll be okay. 
I'm going to close today's podcast with an interview conducted by Emma's son, Joseph Smith III. He asked her, what is the truth of Mormonism? And she said, I know Mormonism to be the truth and believe the church to have been established by divine direction. I have complete faith in it. In writing for your father, I frequently wrote day after day, often sitting at the table close by him. He's sitting with his face buried in his hat with a stone in it and dictating hour after hour with nothing between us. And then her son asked, Had he not a book or a manuscript from which he read or dictated to you? And she answered, He had neither manuscript or book to read from. And the final question, Could he not have had and you not know it? And she said, If he had anything of the kind, he could not have concealed it from me. This interview was conducted 50 years after the translation of the Book of Mormon was complete. Emma could have easily been bitter. Her husband was martyred. Members of her faith left her and denied their sons the privilege of being a prophet. And yet, she refuses to deny the powerfulness of the Book of Mormon and the church. Can you imagine the amount of gratitude and love Joseph must have felt towards Emma? To watch his wife diligently write down the words of old prophets and for her faith to just be there, to just believe, to not doubt that what he was saying was true. In a world where everybody was, she didn't. How many more of you guys love Emma more today than you did yesterday? Because I do. I think she's an amazing stalwart woman and I look up to her and I have a desire to be like her. Thank you for listening to my podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we're going to be diving into some hard stuff. We're going to be talking about purgatory. Joseph and Emma's purgatory. It's going to be fun. Stay tuned. Love you guys.